0: Welcome back into the show here on Sports with Coleman here in the Charm City. We welcome in the former Super Bowl winning quarterback taking time to join us. And we appreciate Jim McMahon. Jim, thanks for being here. And first of all, what did you think of the Super Bowl? Wasn't the blowout variety you were a part of at least twice you were a part of two Super Bowl wins that weren't even close? And how much did you pay attention to the game? Did you watch it at home or a friend's place?
1: No, I've, I've watched a little bit here at home. I didn't see the whole game, just uh, <clears throat> the most important parts, I guess, <laughs> the beginning and the end. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was a heck of a football game. You know, anybody could have won it. So,
0: Well, the event was a huge deal when you played versus uh, New England, and then, of course, it has evolved into something like, you know, is like, I don't want to say the fifth dimension, it may be the eighth dimension, the way it's grown in popularity. It was pretty popular back in the day. I can remember watching when you guys won back in 85 but, or 86 of January, but the way it has grown is just unbelievable.
1: Well, just like pretty much everything else in this world, huh? like the social media, the cell phones. I mean, who would have thought about that back then?
0: I see you're on social media. What what dragged you into that?
1: Well, I'm I'm actually not doing it myself. I've got a, a team of people that uh, take care of that for me. I, I, <laughs> uh, I let them deal with all of it. I don't uh, I so, don't follow it much.
0: Well, I see. I thought I was uh, you know conversing with you. I guess it was someone else that I didn't know. Now going back to your time after you won in 1986, Jim, what was the days like after that for you and what did you think it's like, in terms of these days for the Super Bowl winning quarterback? Usually, it's a trip to Disney, of course.
1: Well, I again, I, I haven't followed the game much. I've been out twenty six years now, so it's uh, it's kind of back in you know, way back in the past for me. You know, it's just nice to check in on some friends that are still coaching in the league, and uh, that's pretty much what I do—just see how they're doing. And uh, I'm glad I didn't didn't have to deal with like you know the social media back in the day i mean the media was enough but the social media is just out of control
0: you really didn't care for the media back then i don't know how you feel about us unwashed media now but you just i mean basically and again i was a child watching you back then not that young but it seemed like you just wanted to play football
1: that's pretty much it you know they wanted to just dig into every every part of your life which you know they've got no business being in and uh you know you report on which, what I do on the football field that's about that's why i'm here you know when win ball games, all the other stuff you know it doesn't really matter.
0: did your life change after that super Bowl victory? I mean, did you never have to pay for a drink in Chicago or something like that? I mean, how did your life well, that, change if at all
1: that has been that has been really nice in Chicago they've always treated me well um I moved out of there 12 years ago. I lived there for 28, so I still have a lot of great friends there. One of my uh, one of my sons still lives there, uh,
0: but I just couldn't handle the cold
1: anymore. But yeah, I've, I've always liked Chicago and, and uh, enjoy going back.
0: Well, you play it in a lot of cold weather games. Are you always amazed at sometimes you see these really tough offensive linemen come out? In sub-degree temperatures with no sleeves whatsoever, I guess that's a mentality you have to have.
1: Yeah, I, I never understood that. I never <laughs> liked the cold weather. Yeah,
0: me neither. Uh, me you neither. Know, they
1: always used, to, you know, they our fans used to tell, oh, "This is bear weather," but you know, that's polar bear weather. You know, that's not from that's not for me. I grew up in uh, San Jose, California, so fifty degrees used to be cold. You know, and then I get up there and it's, you know, we get fifty below sometimes.
0: Jim McMahon joining us here on Sports with Coleman as we reminisce a little. And as Jim said, he doesn't follow the game as much as he used to. I mean, there's so many talked about moments throughout your career, whether it be you, you mooning a helicopter, the Pete Rozelle headband. Do you, do you ever, I mean, the fines they put out these days, whether it be for the uniform or something silly with a tyrant like Roger Goodell, you ever wonder how much a Rozelle headband or a Goodell headband may cost these days?
1: Well, they can afford it these days.
0: <laughs> I, That's true. I couldn't
1: afford it back. I couldn't even afford the five grand I got signed for the, for the Adidas headband that I'd worn for two years. And nobody said a word. But all of a sudden, we're in the playoffs, and it's a big deal. So, <clears throat> yeah.
0: yeah, I do recall that. I also remember the video as well. It's infamous. Did you ever get fair compensation for that? Because that was epic music brilliance. I don't know who the brainchild of that was, but we don't see them too often in today's society. We just see, you know, TikTok videos or tweets.
1: Well, I was uh, the brainchild of Willie Galt and a friend of his in the music business. You know, they they came to us with the idea that uh, <laughs> we're going to make a record. This is this is what they told us. We're going to do a record. <laughs> And the proceeds will go to feed the homeless on Thanksgiving and Christmas. And we thought, okay, that's a a good thing for the city of Chicago. And so they end up, uh, we go in and we do our voiceovers. Anybody had a speaking part. And then about a week later, they came back and said, now we have to do a video. And we're like, no, that wasn't part of the deal. You set a record. And then they go, well, you know, when you make a record nowadays, you have to do a video too. And I said, Walter Payton and I both said, well, that's that's not the deal. And so they ended up taping that uh, Super Bowl shuffle the day after we lost to Miami on a Monday night down in Miami. Wow. And so we got home like at three or four, and we still had three or four games left to play in the season. So <coughs> the boys had to be there the next day. We get home probably three or four in the morning. They had to be there about eight. I think they were there for eight hours.
0: I did then, not realize uh, that, that you had to do it after that Monday night game when all those former Dolphins came out to celebrate that they finally, uh, you know, had a team that oh, yeah. suffered their first loss. How annoying was that?
1: Well, it was, uh, yeah, it would have been nice to have been able to go undefeated, but, you know, our goal was to win the Super Bowl, and that's what happened. So, yeah, it's kind of frustrating to, uh, you know, they, they only had to play 14 games. So.
0: That's true. That's true. I didn't know, though, the very next day after a Monday night football game, what a, whose idea was that, to tape it the morning after?
1: Well, I think they had it scheduled, but I, I don't know. Walter Payton and I didn't go to the taping, so... <laughs> uh, you know, those guys, poor guys, <laughs> were there about eight hours, and, and uh, by the week after that happened, then, uh, Willie came to us in the uh, locker room and said that he's going to have to sue us if we don't do our parts. <laughs> and so... What you see on that screen is one pissed-off white man doing whatever it was that I did in the racquetball court at Hallis Hall after practice one day. It was a thing of beauty. Yeah. (laughs) How much... Yeah, people still bring it up. I mean, you you can't outrun it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you should be getting residuals right now. That's what I'm saying. How much do you get in terms of residuals? I guess a big fat zero.
1: Yeah, we... I just remember, I think the guys that did our speaking part, we each got, I think, Mm $5,000. And uh, we had a gold record and a platinum video. And it it was re-released I don't know how many more times. And we we didn't get anything for that.
0: Well, Jim, before I let you go, how (laughs) how are you enjoying life these days? What are you up to? Well,
1: I was enjoying it pretty well until about... uh, Until we called? Day before Thanksgiving, I had uh, an ankle surgery that I've been putting off for years, and oh. I got to the point where I really couldn't walk. Had some bone spurs and, and some other bone issues that they had to uh, uh, trim down, and then I uh, got infected, so I had to go back in the hospital eight more days, had two more surgeries, and I'm still, I still can't walk, but the, uh, the big holes in my foot are pretty much healed up, so the, that's a good sign.
0: Is the prognosis good? Are you going to be able to walk again, hopefully? Oh yeah. Okay. Really. Good. Well, I'm it's glad.
1: At the at the time when I saw the big holes in my foot, I didn't know if I was going to lose my foot or not.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. Because of, of the infections. Well, I'm glad you're feeling a whole lot better. You sound great, and it is terrific to catch up with you. Do appreciate you calling in here in Baltimore tonight. Any Baltimore memories for Jim McMahon?
1: Well, that's that's where I was supposed to go. Uh, really, in the drafts. Baltimore was picking fourth that year, and uh, all indications were I was going to Baltimore. I'd been back two or three times. I was having, uh, you know, lunch and dinner with Johnny Unitas at his at his restaurant, and uh, he was telling me about the city. I'm um, going to love the city, this and that. And then, uh, but I, th- I think at the time the Colts also had a running back. I think it was Curtis Dickey that they were having yes. trouble signing. Yep. That's and, right. uh, so my agent told them, don't even bother drafting me cause they're never going to sign me if they can't sign Curtis. So that's what happened. And I, I had no idea the bears were picking next. <laughs> that's right. I, I number five. Going to Baltimore.
0: Yeah. Number five in 82. Who knew that? Wow. But a couple of years later, you would have been playing in Indianapolis had you signed on with the Colts probably, or just right. left the franchise. <laughs> hey Jim, appreciate yeah. your time as always, uh, be well, and, and thanks for calling in. Grateful to hear okay, from you. Okay, my Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. There he goes, the great Jim McMahon. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Better only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.